story, teach you how to make money with traveling the world. He's a coach, Tricky Shetty. Thank you, thank you. Thanks to our beautiful coach, Rianne Shetty, and also our son, Ryan Shetty, who's dressed like Iron Man right now. Uh, you know, it's actually November 1st, 2017, at the time of this recording. And we actually had Halloween uh, just last night. So to celebrate, uh, the kids got to do trick-or-treating. It's a little bit different uh, than trick-or-treating back in Canada or the U.S. Uh, here, they don't go house to house, or they don't go to shopping malls, but they go to the main square, and all uh, the different locals, they stand around the main square with plastic bags, and the kids go up to the people, and they, they get it from the plastic bags. So part of the joy of traveling is to learn about all these different uh, holidays and festivities and different ways that people celebrate, uh, you know, things like Halloween and Christmas and Valentine's Day, et cetera, around the world. So we've been traveling around the world for the last 11 months. We're actually here in beautiful San Diego, Chile. And uh, we're, we're visiting every country in South America. By December this year, we'll have done them all. We're currently at 12 of the 30. We just have one more to go, which is uh, Uruguay. We're heading to Argentina and then uh, Uruguay. Uh, so while we're traveling, we actually love interviewing fellow digital nomads, fellow travelers, all about how they travel around the world and uh, a little bit more about their journeys. So on this episode, we have a fellow world traveler who's actually RVing. She left corporate America behind to leave her traditional job to become a remote worker. Her name's Camille, and she's the founder of More Than a Wheeling. So we'll be finding out more about your about why she left corporate America and how you can do it too. Uh, so stay tuned for some great tips and advice on that. So Camille, how are you doing over there today? I'm doing very well. Thanks, Ricky. Awesome. Uh, so why do you a little bit better if you're going to do a quick introduction and share a little bit more about yourself and your background? Sure, sure. Uh, so yeah, I'm currently in an RV, although I am a world traveler. I can talk a little bit about that at some point, if it makes sense. Um, my husband and I left corporate America in 2016 after very long careers, long and successful careers, actually. We were both um, pretty doing pretty well at our companies. I was on the cusp of um, just lots of opportunities. I've been at my company for about 10 years. Um, prior to that, I had worked 10 additional years in various corporate roles. My husband had worked 20 plus years um, almost for the same company actually. And we just hit a point in our lives where we just saw the future and the future looked exactly like it had in the past. And it was time for a change. And we really evaluated, well, what are we doing with our lives? Are we happy? We had the traditional, what you would call the traditional suburban lifestyle, very nice home, nice neighborhood. Um, relatively easy commute to work, nothing truly to complain about. And I think that, that that's a little hard for people to understand. It wasn't like we hated our jobs or we um, were very unhappy. It's just that I don't think we were really embracing life and uh, living creatively and living passionately. And we we had to um, really make some some changes to to create that for ourselves. So that's just a, a kind of a summary of what brought us into RV life. Neither of us had ever RV'd before, before that. I don't think we even had stepped into an RV, really, except maybe on a sales lot. And uh, so that was a really, really big change uh, for, the, for the both of us. So that's, that's what led us into RV life. We've been on the road now for about 14 months and no end in sight. 
definitely amazing story. And I think a lot of people can relate to that, uh, being stuck in the corporate uh, uh, cubicle and uh, really being satisfied, but uh, knowing uh, that there's a whole other world out there. And, uh, you know, you, uh, you've uh, taken the big leap and uh, now you've been traveling uh, around the U.S. You mentioned your world travels, so definitely going to pry a little bit. So tell us about some of the world travels before you actually decided to do the RV travels. Sure, sure. Well, I wish I could say I was a digital nomad before digital nomad was a thing, except that when I started traveling in the 90s, that was not even a term. <laughs> there was no digital nomads. It was just nomad. And so I did that after college. Actually, even during college, I, I backpacked through Europe, um, did six countries in Europe in my early 20s. After college, I backpacked through New Zealand and Australia for six months and worked various jobs overseas, teaching English, waitressing. I even made sheep whistles uh, to bring in some income. Um, my husband and I have traveled to some uh, faraway places. We've been to Nepal. Uh, we've done Mount Everest Base Camp and uh, you know, hiking through the Himalayas. And we've also hiked up to the peak of Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania. So we've, we've done quite a few. Um, really cool, really fun outdoor adventures. So doing a different type of adventure now. And uh, what's remarkable is the fact that you said you'd never ever RV'd in your life. You'd just seen them in the show lots, uh, kind of like us. Uh, we've gone to a few different shows, but we've never done it ourselves. So I, I, I'm sure it was definitely a scary endeavor to actually go from never doing it to doing it. So. Walk us through some of those uh, decision-making processes. Uh, so uh, when you decided to leave corporate world behind, tell us about that, that whole uh, decision-making process. What went up here and tell us the conversations that you and your husband had uh, to get you on the road. Sure, I can do that. And, and by the way, on our website, More Than a Whelan, I actually have um, a 10-page transition plan that helps people actually do the same thing. We, we built it off of a project plan that we created. So that, that will give folks more details. Um, but just to, to summarize that, you know, my husband and I have been threatening to do this, something like this. Hello? Yeah, yeah, keep going, keep going. Oh, okay. I thought I heard you say, you know, wait, wait. Okay, so we had been threatening to um, leave our jobs for years. You know, one of us would usually come home from a really long, exhausting day, and we'd say, let's just leave everything behind and travel the world. You know, we had said that for, like, five years. Um, jokingly, nobody ever, you know, really taking the other one seriously. And um, I don't know. You know, we went through a series of, of setbacks. We had a flood in our home, uh, like a slab leak right after buying it. And it just wiped out all the walls and the flooring. And we had to live in a hotel for a while, you know, like nine weeks while, while the repairs were being made. Um, my husband had a back injury that, you know, took him out of work for a while. He had never, ever, um, you know, taken a leave from work like that. He's a very dedicated, loyal employee. I was getting hit with the flu and bronchitis. I don't know. We just, things just were, <laughs> we went through a, like a two year period of just like, I don't know, like health wise, mental, emotional, physical, just really kind of struggling. And I don't know, we were getting ready to buy furniture. We had lived in this empty house for about two years almost. And we were getting ready to buy furniture. And the night before we were going to make the purchase, I think it was my husband who said, you know what, I think we need to just do something different. And 
and travel. And I was like, are you serious? And he's like, yeah, yeah, I think I'm serious. <laughs> and it doesn't take much for me. I mean, I'm a kind of a gypsy at heart. So we said, okay. And like one night we were like, let's do this. And it took about six months, maybe a little bit more than that, but six months of serious planning. You know, we got rid of all our stuff or a lot of our stuff, not all of it. Um, we couldn't sell our home because we had only owned it for less than two years. So we would have lost money. So we rented it out. Um, we left our employment. We, um, I mean, everything we got insurance. We, so many, so many things. I can't, if I listed them out, it would be a very long and boring podcast. So more, more on our website about that, but that's, that's really how that worked. Awesome. And yeah, thanks for elaborating on that. And I'll definitely have that link below if people wanted to do a deeper dive into your whole uh, story. That's amazing. Uh, the 10 page document, uh, I'll have the link below for people to check it out and read more. Uh, so uh, one of the big things you need to do RV. So tell us about, uh, you know, which RV to pick. Okay. Hopefully my connection is working. I, I hear you a little bit coming in and out. I don't know if that's the same for you, but um, we did tons and tons and tons of research online at dealerships, um, everywhere you can imagine. We compared different uh, deal, uh, brands, we looked at different sizes, we went, you know, we reviewed Class C versus Class A, we ruled out fifth wheels because we didn't own a truck and we didn't want to buy one. Um, and you know what, we also talked about used versus new, and in hindsight, we should have bought used, and that's a tip that I tell people when they're getting into RV life, that if you, if you can... If you can wrap your head around it, buy used. We were just so new to RVing, it scared us. And we we thought we would inherit problems. And so we went towards the new um, coach route. We got a Tiffin Allegro. Um, it's a 2016. It's uh, the 32 SA. It's actually 34 feet. Plenty of room uh, for the two of us. Um, maybe we could even downsize a little bit. I'm all about downsizing and, and being uh, more of a minimalist these days. Um, but we're happy with it overall. You know, it's had some quirks. We've had some repairs, but that's true for any RV. So, um, but yeah, tons and tons of research. Go into RVs. That's my biggest tip for folks. Go into as many as you can so that you can get a sense for the layout. You're gonna if you're gonna live in it, you have to be happy inside of it. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, definitely a, gr a great uh, you know um, a tip there. You could obviously rent it out for a week or something too, and uh, maybe yes. make sure you like it. Definitely. And Definitely ask other RVers too about their their experiences. So uh, tell us about uh, where has the road taken you? Where has the RV taken you uh, over your year plus so far? Yeah, so we've been on the on the move uh, since day one. We've been to twenty four states in one year. We've put over fifteen thousand miles on our coach. Um, we've done everything from the West Coast to the south, or um, yeah, the South. We've done Midwest. We've done Northwest, we've done middle. I mean, the only place we really haven't gone is the East Coast. We um, 
we had talked about doing the East Coast, we wanted to in the summer, but then we learned about the solar eclipse coming right through Oregon, and um, we knew a lot of our RV friends were going to be there, and so we changed our plans. That's the beauty of RV life and the nomadic lifestyle. We just said, well, instead of the East Coast, let's do the West Coast, and so we ended up in Madras, Oregon for the solar eclipse, and it was amazing. It was really one of the most amazing experiences, top five experiences, I think, in my life. So um, that's where we've been. It's been it's been very um, it's been fun, but it's been too fast. You know, a lot of RVers say that the first year you go too quickly and you kind of burn out. So you figure out that you got to slow down, take your time, enjoy the places you're in, explore them, and you're not on vacation. You know, this is a lifestyle. So don't live it like a vacation. Live it like a lifestyle. Yeah, de definitely a great quote there, definitely great insights. And uh, yeah, I totally agree with you. Uh, you know, as we've been on the road, we've been traveling quite extensively and uh, it, it can get quite tiring and you don't see on social media and all the burnouts, the tiredness, the exhaustion, uh, but sometimes you just need a break. Uh, like we're here in uh, San Diego, rented our Airbnb on the 19th floor overlooking the city and we just need that, you know, wow. just to uh, take a break and uh, obviously get stuff done too because that's hard when you're traveling sightseeing as well to get a productivity so uh, walk us through your work and how are you actually funding the trip okay so um we were in a position where we were um fortunate enough to use a little bit of savings and that that actually made us very uncomfortable my my husband and i are kind of programmed to you know, do the traditional go to school, get a job, save for retirement, right? And you're nodding because I think you you must relate to that. And so we had been um, putting money away for retirement, and then it was like, well, if we're going to do this, we're probably going to have to use some of our resources, which was really uncomfortable. And you know, we've only worked in corporate. Neither of us has ever been an entrepreneur. Um, Sure, I've worked side jobs and, you know, have been able to muster up, you know, um, opportunities overseas and things like that. But I couldn't picture what it looked like on the other side for work, for side work or entrepreneurship or anything like that. So we had started off saying, well, we'll take a year to travel and give ourselves that gift. And then we'll start thinking about what we need to do for our next step in our careers. Well, I lasted about four months before I started panicking about money <laughs> and um, watching the savings drain, watching things go quickly. And it was like too, too hard to stomach. And so I just started getting very active in trying to understand what can I do to bring in money while I'm on the road. And I, I was so lucky to um, find um, communities on the road, nomadic communities. So for example, the Escapees RV Club, there's a subset of that called Escapers. Uh, for working uh, RVers, so I joined them. I've also followed uh, entrepreneurs like Heath and Alyssa Paget, um, and some other folks that are, you know, earning income on the road that have built great communities. Um, I found your community, which is wonderful, and so I've been learning um, that it's possible. In fact, it's not only possible; I see opportunities everywhere. I mean, I'm at a point where I feel like I can't keep up with the opportunities I'm finding. So for example, I'm working with uh, Brianna Royal, who's been on your show from um, Virtual Powerhouse. 
and uh, working on Pinterest strategy and doing some Pinterest virtual assistant work with her. She and I have created a fantastic course on Pinterest and uh, leveraging Pinterest. Um, I've been doing some contract work around training development. That's my background. I'm a corporate trainer. So I'm building courses for the Escapees Club, uh, building my own courses. Um, I'm working on a documentary film with doing some project management work there. So I'm finding all these sources of income. What I want to do is figure out how to make them more passive because I am working a lot. I'm working a lot of hours and um, learning as an entrepreneur that um, that's not sustainable. So I'm in that weird transition phase where I'm like, okay, I'm learning. I know how to find work. That's not the issue. I need to find work where I don't have to actually work all the time, if that makes sense. No, it definitely makes sense. And I think that's uh, something a lot of us entrepreneurs are working to build up. The passive income streams, that's something I'm uh, actively and consciously working. It's kind of an oxymoron because you got to be active to build up the passive income. For me right, right now, in courses that through Udemy, I have about four of them right now. Uh, the YouTube ad revenue, uh, YouTube ad revenue every month, that definitely helps out there. The affiliate marketing as well is good. And, then, and I'm always looking at more. That's something that a lot of our guests uh, this year, the multiple streams of online income approach. Uh, so yeah. you also have a blog where you're documenting all this, more than a wheeling. Uh, so tell us about the origin. When did you start the blog and what are the major themes and topics that you're writing about on there? Sure. Yeah, we started the blog shortly after we hit the road. You know, m like most people, it was um, a reaction to people saying, oh, are you going to blog about your journeys? And we're like, Sure. Okay. And I think if you enter the world of blogging, you have decisions to make uh, and you should make them early on. In my opinion, are you going to blog for fun or are you going to blog for business? Because they're two very different paths. And if you go down one, uh, like the blogging for fun route and then decide you want to turn it into a business, that's okay. But I think it's just better to start off saying if you're going to blog, think about it as a business because you will just monetize that much faster. Um, so yes, it is about our journeys. Um, however, I do a little bit of teaching as well since I do have um, corporate training in my background. That's what I've done for many, many years. I'm also, uh, I have my master's degree in counseling. So I blend the emotional journey of RV life, nomadic life with the practical side. So we blog on everything from our travels, places to visit, to you know the struggles of living on the road, uh, to finding remote work, how to transition from corporate life into remote work, um, et cetera. So more to come, I'm developing some great resources right now on the transition from traditional work to remote work. So that'll be coming out in November. Really excited about that. And uh, I, just the blog grows um, kind of organically. So yes, I have a vision, but sometimes I respond to what people are asking me for. And, you know, I'm starting to get subscribers that are saying, I want more information about this. And that's awesome because then I can write something that solves their needs. And that that's a great, um, that's, that's a fantastic way to blog. Yeah, yeah, definitely uh, getting the reader's input and then uh, the your social media network uh, to help shape the, the course of your blog is definitely uh, very, very beneficial. So 
Camila, you know, there might be someone watching here who's still stuck in the corporate cubicle. Who knows, they might be watching this or listening to this from the cubicle right now and they're, they're struggling with that transition. Yeah, so, yeah. A transition from the traditional life. Yeah, and you cut out just a little bit. So let me make sure I heard your question. You said uh, talk a little bit about the transition from corporate life to nomadic life. Is that what you asked? Yeah, specifically some tips for people who are, haven't become remote okay. yet. Any tips for them? Yeah. So, well, there's a couple of um, there are a couple different ways to approach it. So I've been interviewing a lot of people recently about. Uh, their transition as well. So it's not just my experience, but I'm gathering the experience of folks who have done this. And so there are a couple of different things. One is, and I think one that is very underestimated, is trying to take the current job that you do on the road. A lot of people don't think about that as an option. They don't think they can take their job on the road. They say, well, my company would never allow that or, well, that could never happen because of the type of work that I do. You know, for example, manufacturing. Well, you can't take manufacturing on the road exactly, you know, if you're working in a factory, et cetera. But I have talked to so many people lately who have said to me, well, I simply asked or I presented a plan or I came up with all the reasons why it was it was less expensive for my company to um, help me be a remote worker. You know, they save money on cubicle space. They save money on physical assets in the office. Um, so I think the best place to start if you want to be a remote worker is what you already have. And that is trying to take your job on the road. And I have um, some great articles on our site where I interview people about the exact steps they took to um, transition to the road. So there's some great tips in there about how you plan, how you present it, how you talk to your employer, et cetera. So that's one way to do it. Um, the way we did it was to completely step away from our jobs, which is super scary. It's like ripping off the Band-Aid. Um, I'll get to that one last. There's an interim step, which is while you're working your current job, it's to start a side job. And yeah, that can be a lot to handle because um, if you're already working a lot of hours, it's hard to picture putting anything else on your plate. But just explore it. Just go on sites and start looking at what's out there, even if it's just a few hours a week, just to get your feet wet. You could look on flex jobs. You could look on Fiverr. You could look on um, Upwork. Uh, there's so you could look on Craigslist. I mean, I found jobs on Craigslist. So there are just so many resources out there to just see what's available. Start getting your head wrapped around that it's possible. Because I think the biggest barrier to people making the transition is simply their mindset. They either don't know what's possible, or they're afraid, or they just don't know how to do it. So take baby steps towards creating the vision for yourself. And then lastly, you could do what we did if, if you can and step away completely and start learning while you're on the road. That one's a little more um, scary, but it is possible. And I guarantee you there is work out there. There's no shortage of work. That's the biggest message. There is opportunity everywhere you look. It's just about positioning yourself right. 
Yeah, kind of the building the parachute on the way down approach. And that's the scariest <laughs> option. Uh, but uh, totally. definitely something that a lot of people do because it actually forces them uh, to do it. Uh, so it depends how disciplined you are and how 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 yeah. good you are at convincing your boss because that's another great way, uh, you know, to, to, do, to do the work you're already doing, but doing remotely. And nowadays, more and more companies are actually much more malleable and letting the employees work from anywhere around the world. So, yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely there's a shift happening towards that. Right, right. Yeah, so Camille, tell us a little bit more about your vision. We're at the end of uh, 2017, you know, entering 2018. What's your vision for your travels, your business, your life uh, coming into 2018 and beyond? Yeah, so um, my husband and I are doing a little reset on our travels. We're going to slow down in 2018, stay longer in places, catch our breath, and really um, – dig into the communities that we're in. So that's one vision. Um, we are redoing our more than a Wheelin blog. We're really taking it to the next level. I'm in the monetization phase. So I'm adding those income streams like you talked about, building um, products. Um, I also have some services. I have a side service I've been trying to build called the Virtual Project Lab. And that is to help entrepreneurs and creatives with different projects that they're working on. I have project management um, and like I said, corporate training in my background. So I'm helping people build courses. I'm helping them with their brand image. I'm helping them understand what their unique voice and value proposition is in their products and services. So that's a service that I've been offering. Again, I haven't been able to launch it because I have the work, which is great. It's just, you know, I'd love to build a website for that and really get the word out, but in good time. So 2018, um, that's what I'll be working on. We've got the documentary film coming out in 2018, the Open Road RV Nomads. Um, so, you know, excited about that production. And and that's it. I don't want to do, I don't want to overcommit because... I seem to load my plate up, and before I know it, I'm not actually going out and hiking. I'm sitting behind a computer and doing a million things all the time, and I don't, I don't want to continue working like that. Yeah, that's definitely the struggle that nomads face is finding that work-life balance and, uh, you know, making sure you're actually seeing the city. Here we are in San Diego. We hardly haven't done, we haven't done any sightseeing. We just uh, obviously took the kids out trick-or-treating. But other than that, I haven't done any sightseeing because I'm busy focusing on my virtual summit coming up at the end of the month and, uh, you know, getting work done. Uh, and sometimes you need to. You just need to bunker it down and get that stuff done. So tell us about that documentary film. It sounds pretty interesting. Uh, give us a little bit more of a teaser about that. And by, by the way, though, one of the other big struggles as, a, as we're being nomadic is finding that proper Wi-Fi connection. You know, here I San Diego, Chile, and I'm not sure if it's my Wi-Fi or your Wi-Fi or both of our Wi-Fis or blame yeah. the internet. But uh, anyway, what I was asking you, Camille, is uh, if you can share a little more about the documentary. You, you teased about it a couple of times already. Tell us more about the documentary. Sounds pretty interesting. Yeah, so it's called Open Road RV Nomads, and it's a collaborative project. Uh, I think there are, I want to say, 12 different RVer families uh, in the film. So it'll follow the story arc of people, you know, living the traditional American dream 
and then figuring out that that wasn't the dream that they really wanted to live. They wanted to do something different, and so they transitioned into this RV life, and it, it'll take a snippet from all of these different stories and put them together. It's a full-length feature film. Um, it'll be released in October 2018. There will be a film festival, actually. I'll send you a link to the website uh, where you can get all the information. We've got a, um, an event called Nomad Fest where we have the movie premiere. We um, have entertainment. We've got bands. We've got food. We've got camping. It's kind of like a combination of um, like Burning Man with like a film festival. It's just kind of this cool um, thing we're doing. It'll be in Texas. And uh, we also have a day of education. It'll be all around content creation. So we'll be hearing from YouTubers like yourself and um, we'll, well, not like yourself because I don't know if you even knew about this uh, event. But for example, YouTubers and um, people blogging, people creating content, et cetera. Um, and that's just for people who are interested in that and want to learn more. It's a full day of that. And I'm actually the going to be the, um, the opening day speaker. I do um, inspirational, motivational speaking. And so I'm going to be opening up that event. So really excited about that. Yeah, it definitely sounds fascinating indeed, and I'll have that link as well. So make sure you check out all these links that we're talking about on the interviews. So Camille, uh, speaking of links, uh, what's your link, and how can people connect with you? Tell us more about the site and social media if people want to reach out, ask some questions, etc. Sure. I mean, we're on all the sites. You know, we're on, we've got a Facebook page, More Than a Wheelin. We've got Instagram, More Than a Wheelin. Our our blog, uh, MoreThanWheelin.com. I'm on Twitter, although not not very often. I need to build that one up. Um, so I'm in all the, all the places and you can certainly connect with me there and, um, ask me any questions. Um, and, uh, you can contact, you can email me. You'll see a contact page on our website and, uh, feel free to email me and I'm happy. To, I, I love connecting with people one-on-one. -on -one. So I always respond to emails. I try to respond to everybody on social media. I love building relationships and um, I don't know how long I can keep that up, <laughs> but uh, for now, I'm in a good place where I'm able to build um, meaningful and, and personal relationships, and I really enjoy that. Yeah, definitely uh, connect with Camille and then uh, follow along on her journey uh, as they travel around the U.S. And, uh, you know, make sure you check out the documentary, the link, a link to that 10-page uh, document about transitioning, and also check out our summit where she's actually going to be doing a much deeper dive into that transition process so if you are uh you know aspiring or digital nomad who really wants to get out of corporate america corporate canada corporate anywhere and get <laughs> yourself out on the road traveling then definitely uh, you know check out our summit as well it's going to be at digitalnomadmastery.com uh, so once again uh, thanks for, thanks for your time over there camille and we'll catch up with you soon thanks ricky so much talk to you soon talk to you soon and thanks, and uh, talk to you guys soon, and uh, make sure you check out all of our episodes on iTunes and also on YouTube. Uh, you can watch them or listen to them with Digital Nomad Mastery across the World Wide Web. So thanks, everyone, for tuning in to this episode where we teach you how to make money while traveling the world. Happy travels.